Good morning, church. Again, from my home, except this time you cannot see me, and I could never see you. But the encouraging thing is that God sees us all, and He knows what's going on in our homes, in this community, in our church, and it's to Him we give praise and glory. The God who can comfort us and strengthen us and encourage us by His Word. My prayer this morning is that as we meet like this for the next two Sundays, that's um, this Sunday um, and next Sunday, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let us continue to trust Him and walk faithfully and obediently and humbly with Him over the next two weeks. Please keep Robertson Reformed Community Church in prayer, your pastor, the leadership, and everybody that's in the church, and especially the doctors and healthcare workers as well. But let's really commit the next two weeks to God in prayer. And let's spend as much time as we can in praying for this current situation with this virus. Well, let's turn now to God's Word and let's hear what He has to say to us this morning. So please turn with me to Acts chapter 17. I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 22. Acts chapter 17, verse 22. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed the day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you that we can come before your word and allow your word to encourage us, to strengthen us, but thank you, Father, for an opportunity to preach your word. And I pray now as I preach that I would remain faithful to preaching Christ crucified, faithful to preaching him and him alone. And I pray that as we 
listen, we will hear with our ears and apply what we hear to our daily lives as we look at a topical sermon, God sustains us. So, Father, please be merciful to all the churches, all the pastors that have to go through this transition as we again go back online. Have mercy upon us, Father. Please stir us up to, to really look to you, to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and to, to lean on him, knowing that he knows everything. He's our all-known, all-powerful, all-seeing, all-wise God. So have mercy upon us, Father. Please help me now to endure this, this Sunday and next Sunday. And be merciful to us, Father. If it's your will, we can return on the 17th and fellowship together in person um, as a family in the body of Christ. Father, I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said in my prayer, we're looking at a topical sermon, God sustains us. Do we believe that God sustains us? Who do you think sustains us? Is it God or is it just ourselves? Obviously, we sustain ourselves by drinking water, having liquids, eating food. But who do we say ultimately is the sustainer of life? Do we say it's God and do we say it is ourselves? And if we say it's God, then do we trust him as our sustainer of life. And by the word sustain, I mean uphold. Something for a period of time. Not passively, but actively. For example, I earn a salary to sustain my home. To uphold my home. Upkeep my home. Maintain my home. And it requires me to be active and not passive. Have you ever thought about this? If God is passive and does not sustain this universe, we would not be here right now. No one would be alive. If you don't believe me, we just have to turn to the scriptures. And there Job tells us, if he should determine to do so, if he should gather to himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh would perish together. And man would return to dust. In another scripture, Psalm 104, verse 29. You take away their spirit, they expire and return to their dust. If God is not active in this universe, we would not exist. So we need to believe that God is active and that he sustains us. But then we also need to believe our worldview. And not other worldviews. There's a worldview, deism, that says that, that God created the universe, but then he left it to run its own course. It's like it's a clock. The universe is like a clock. God has wound up the universe, and now it's just ticking by. But that's not true. God is actively involved in sustaining the universe. We just have to turn to the scriptures if we always want to know the truth and, and want to know what's going on in this world, who's in control, who's sustaining the world. We just always have to look at scripture. And there in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, 
God's word tells us that he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And that he is talking about Jesus, the Son of God. He continually from his throne is sustaining, carrying, maintaining and upholding this fallen universe by the word of his power. And it's amazing to think that, that God upholds the universe by the word of his power in spite of what's going on in this fallen world. All the suffering, all the murders, all the, the fraud and the corruption and everything that goes on. God, basically, his son still upholds the universe by the word of his power. And it, it amazes me that he does this. I mean, our, our, Catherine and I, we've, we've had children, we had young children, and I remember when they were babies, there were dirty nappies that came along. And if I think, how long did I hold that nappy, that dirty nappy, in my hand? Did I walk around with it? No, I got rid of that dirty nappy as soon as I could, because it was a stench to my nostrils. It, it, it was a smell. And when I think of Jesus, the Son of God, how He continues to uphold, how He continues to carry, maintain, sustain the sin-fallen world, which is a stench to His nostrils. Yet in spite of all this, Jesus continues to care for this world. And Paul says, of Christ, that in Him all things hold together. In, in Him all things continue to exist. In Him all things are sustained. God gives to all people and He sustains all people. Scripture says we live and move and have our being. But again, it comes back to our question. Are we trusting our God who sustains us with our lives? Again, I look back at when our children were young and growing up. And as God provided for us, we sustained them, we fed them, we clothed them. We provided a roof over, over their heads. We provided a bed for them to sleep in. And it's amazing, when they were very young, they never questioned or gave up in trusting us to sustain them. They never woke up and said, Dad, will we have lunch today? Dad, when we go to bed tonight, will we have a roof over our head? Will we have clothes to wear when we wake up tomorrow morning? Will we have water to drink? They never questioned. They just trusted Catherine and I. And that's how we should be living. We should just trust God every day. When we wake up, we should thank Him that He has spared us. And we should trust Him to provide and sustain us through the day. And we should be committing our days to him. But unfortunately, we don't always trust God to sustain us. But we should. We should look to, to God as, as God's covenant people. We, to, we should look to God as the source of all power and goodness. And we need to trust him for that. Especially what he has done for us in his beloved son, Jesus Christ. And if we don't, then our attention will shift to self. And we will so doubt and undermine God's sovereignty and God's providence. But we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus so that we keep trusting in Him. And hopefully we will embrace this and embrace that God sustains us and that He is the sustainer of all life. 
and he does not need to be sustained by us. Like someone said, we depend on God. He does not depend on us. It's he himself that gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And therefore we should trust him daily. So let's just look at three things from Acts chapter 17. And I want to specifically look at verse 25. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. So I want to look at three things from Acts chapter 17, verse 25, that God gives us and he also uses them to sustain us. And hopefully as I remind us of these three things, this will help us to trust God on a daily basis, especially as we walk together through this COVID-19, these uncertain times. And the first thing that God gives us is life. There it is. I read it in verse 25 of Acts chapter 17. God is the one that gives us life. And the most beautiful thing, knowing that God gives us life, should cause us to trust him. And we should trust him more often than not. We should trust him always. The fact that God gives us life. If we, don't, if we don't believe that God gives us life, then who do we say gives us life? Did we evolve from an ape? Did we appear from a big bang or from some green slime ball? Who gave us life? Children might say, well, I come from my mom and dad. Yes, that's true. But who did mom and dad come from? Who gave them life? And so we can carry on like that. But we just again have to turn to the sacred scriptures. And there we read in Psalm 139, verse 13 to 14, that God gives us life. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. This verse affirms that the Creator God made us. He gives us life. And as a Christian, to, to know this is to, is, to, is to find great comfort and encouragement in that. And the world needs to know this. The world needs to, to hear about our worldview and, and, and know that God gives life. Because this helps to answer three questions. And it's beautiful that, that we have a Christian worldview, uh, a biblical worldview, because it provides great answers to the most crucial of life's questions. Like, where did I come from? You know, how did the world and all that is in it come into being? Where did I come from? And to know where I come from helps me to understand myself. It helps us to understand ourselves better. And it also helps us to treat each other with dignity and respect. Because we know that we created in the image of God, in, in His likeness. If we say we don't come from God and we say we just evolved, and, and it's, it's the survival of the fittest and blah, 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 then we're not going to care for each other and we're not going to treat each other with respect and dignity. So the world needs to know 
Where did I come from? Or why am I here? What is one's personal purpose of existence? Why am I here? And to know where we come from, like I said, gives us purpose for living. It helps us to understand why am I here? And, and the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. I'm here to glorify and honor God. I'm not here to honor myself and to glorify myself. That is pride. We are here to walk humbly and joyfully with our God and to honor Him, to glorify Him and enjoy Him. And it helps us also to answer, where am I going? To know that God gives life helps us to know where we are going. Like what happens to a person at and after death? Or what does the future hold? So it's important to know where am I going. Because it helps me to know that if God gave me life, He's the one that upholds my life. And looking forward to spending eternity with Him. My future hope is in Him and the new heavens and the new earth. So knowing God gives us life helps us to answer those three questions. Where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? And we need to make known that through our worldview to the lost world as we preach and teach about Christ to them. And the world needs to hear this. Because God gives life alone. And if they hear that God gives life alone, then they know that they are then sustained by someone. Uh, and that someone is our Heavenly Father. And He cares for them. And He wants them to live in love and harmony with each other. To glorify and honor Him, the giver of life. We are so privileged to be Christians. So privileged to have truth and to know truth, which, which encourages us and comforts us. But we need to share this truth with the unbeliever as well. It's important for them to know that God gives us life and He sustains us. The food, the water, everything that on this earth God has given to us as a gift. God is the one. That watches over us. And we can read that in a few scriptures. Job tells us. Naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I shall return. The Lord gave. And the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What's this verse telling us? Well it tells us God sustains life. God planned our days before we were born. He's the one that brings us into the world. And he's the one that gives us things. And takes away things. David affirms this as well. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. And Job again, that man's days are determined and the number of his months is with you and you have appointed his limits and he cannot pass. Again, scripture affirms God sustains us, he gives us our life and He sustains our life, but are we willing to trust Him with our lives? And that's our physical life. And we also look to Jesus, and we know Jesus gave Himself up to give us eternal life. 
And that is what everybody needs to hear. That Jesus gave himself up to give us eternal life. And are we trusting him with our eternal life? Did we wake up this morning and did we spend some time in prayer and pray that God would give us wisdom to trust him with our spiritual life? That we would allow his word to sanctify us and transform us so that we can grow up in Christ Jesus and we can walk with him in this fallen world humbly and obediently. And it cost Jesus to give us eternal life. He became poor so that we might become rich in spiritual blessings. He came not to be served but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. For us to have eternal life. It cost him his life. But he gave up his life willingly and voluntarily on the cross. Jesus came so that we may have life and have it abundantly. And are we, are we, are we taking this opportunity as we, as we struggle through this COVID-19 Yes, there's, there's, there's suffering, there's pain, there's, there's, there's we, have, we need God's word to, to help us to endure the struggles. But are we trusting him to sustain us? Are we looking to his word to encourage us to, so that his word becomes our joy? Because it's so easy to look at the things of the world and allow them to distract us. And cause us to become discouraged and faint-hearted. And they are temporary. They are not what gives us hope. Our hope is in Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Who has given us hope. And his word gives us hope. It instructs us to walk with him. And to trust him. So that we can be encouraged. And we need each other. Unfortunately, we, we cannot be with each other this morning but we can still encourage each other by praying because god is a supernatural god and he hears our prayers and he can supernaturally stir up the hearts that are feeling downcast despondent or discouraged what about those that are suffering what about those that have fallen ill from COVID 19 they need our prayers. They need us to pray that God would, would show favor towards them and have his good right hand over them and him being the great physician would, would heal them. They need to know that. What encouragement it is knowing that people pray. So knowing our first thing, that God gives us life, that, 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 he's, that he gives us both physical life that he brings us into this world naked and he takes us out naked and he sustains us from the time we come into this world until the time we leave. But he also is the one that gives us eternal life. And again, he sustains us in our eternal life. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He, we are kept safe. There's the perseverance of the saints. We are sealed by his spirit. But are we trusting him more with our lives, with our physical lives and our spiritual lives? So this first thing that God gives us and sustains us, that is life, 
that is both eternal life and physical life, are we trusting God with it? Will we look to God and keep trusting Him with our lives? And if we're struggling, like I always say, just look to the cross. Look to Jesus and there He humbled Himself. There He gave up Himself so that we may have eternal life, have life abundantly. And you just got to go to His Word as well. And read these words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. That is to help us in our spiritual life, in our physical life, in life generally. Knowing this, that God is the source of every good and perfect gift should encourage us. He gives us life and by his goodness he sustains our life. What a God we can trust in. And Lord willing, next Sunday we will look at the other two things that God gives us and uses to sustain us. Because He does sustain our lives. We need to believe that and trust Him with our lives. Let's no longer lean on our own understanding or try to be wise in our own eyes, but let's look to God who makes our path straight and who comforts us. Just read about Joseph's life, read about Daniel's life, read about David's life, and we'll see how God sustained them in both the good times and the bad times. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that we can look to you. Thank you that you are the sustainer, controller, and provider of life. And I thank you, Father, that we can hear your word and we can examine our hearts and see, are we trusting you with our lives? You're the one that gives us life and you're the one that sustains our lives. Have mercy upon us, Father. Please, Father, forgive us if we're not trusting you with our lives. No matter what we go through, Father, your word and your son and your grace is sufficient for our lives. So please be merciful to us as we endure this, this pandemic. Be merciful to us as we, as we endure the sufferings and the struggles that we are going through right now. Please, Father, comfort us, encourage us, but help us to look to you and trust that you do sustain us, that you are the one that gives life and uses life as well to help us. Be merciful, be gracious to us, Father. And let me close with these words from Romans chapter 11, starting at verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. And God's children say, Amen.